Hi, my name is Melanie, and I'll and I'll be comparing two different texts, which is Julius Caesar and the Odyssey, and our topic is questioning leadership. In both the Odyssey and Julius Caesar, there were two leaders, and were both questioned by outsiders. Well, not really outsiders, but like more like people they trusted, basically. So in Julius Caesar, Cassius questioned Jutes, Caesar's um, leadership to Brutus. Like in page 17, Cassius says, Caesar cried, help me, Cassius, or I sing. I, as Aeneas, our great ancestor, did from flames of Troy upon his shoulder. The old anchises bear, so from the waves of Tiber did I the tired, the tired Caesar. And this man is now become a god. And Cassius is a wretched creature and must bend his body. If Caesar carelessly put a knot on him. So Cassius thinks that like he is a god for saving Caesar once. And that just kind of shows that he looks down on Caesar for almost drowning. And since um, Caesar has epilepsy, Cassius said, As a sick girl, God did not marry amaze me. A man of such feeble temper should so get the start of the majestic world and bear the palm alone. So he compares like his strength basically like to uh, Caesar's strength to like a little girl. So it kind of means that he doesn't have much of leadership as so he thinks. And Back to the Odyssey. Back when Odysseus was going to basically like living in Sirius's castle or, or was about to, um, his crewmate, Eurylochus, he just kind of wanted to convince his other shipmates to like join him in a way. Because, you know, Verilocus thought that he would, Odysseus was a bad leader. Because back when they were in the Cyclops cave, they were, some of their shipmates were killed. And Verilocus blames him for that. So on page, on page 243, on line four. 472. This is on Odysseus' side of the story. So. so I said, and they jumped to do my bidding. Only Eurylochus tried to hold my shipmates back. His mutinous outburst aimed at one and all. Poor fools, where are we running now? Why are we tempting fate? Why subtle blindly down to Sears' holes? She'll turn us all into pigs, or wolves, or lions. 
made to guard that palace of hers by force, I tell you. Just as the Cyclops trapped in our comrades in his lair, his hot-headed, with hot-headed Odysseus right beside them all, thanks to this man's rashness, they died too. So Eurylochus suggests that, um, you know, as I said, their shipmates died because of Odysseus's, you know, um, what's it called? His pride, basically. Like, his pride, you know, was kind of, um, their fault, like, their pride, like, um, Odysseus' pride kind of caused some deaths along the way, even before the Cyclops. And um, both texts suggest that a person's past reflects on the present of their leadership, you know? And it just kind of I'll make a connection to this on episode three, <laughs> um, which is um, connections to the world and, you know, even some personal connections that I have to four of the texts. Anyways, this is the end of the episode for episode one. And on episode two, we'll be talking about the lovers and we'll be comparing Julius Caesar to the Joy Luck Club, made by Amy Tan. Bye. Once again, I am back, and my name is Melanie. Um, as I said in the last episode, we'll be comparing the Joy Luck Club to Julius Caesar. And I just... So, for the topic of this of the comparison of these two books is basically honesty and, you know, love between husband and wife. And for those two comparisons, the people we're gonna compare are Calpurnia and Lena St. Clair, as well as their lovers. So we're going to start off with Julius Caesar. When Calpurnia lets Caesar know about her concern, about her dream, at first, Julius Caesar, did compare, he, he did compare her, compare, <laughs> I'm sorry, he considered her feelings, and, but when Decius, one of the conspirators who were going to kill him, or who did kill him, later on in the book, um, he, he kind of twisted up her dream and kind of made it seem like a good omen, and that just kind of, at the end, Odysseus saw, like, Calpurnia as, like, an embarrassment, 
and he was kind of like angry at her and he he thought of her like her feelings were invalid and like at the almost at the end of the chapter hold on i'm trying to pull up the page because i can't find it for some reason this is on page 105 okay okay so at the end, is this the wrong page? Oh my gosh, it's page 67. I apologize for this. Okay, so almost at the end of scene two. I mean, scene two. Yeah, this is act two, scene. So, Caesar, so some evidence to like back this up. Caesar says, he says, good friends, go in and taste some wine with me. And friends, we will, like friends, we will stray away together. Oops, <laughs> I read the wrong lines. My bad. Um, it was how foolish do you fear see now, Calpurnia? I am ashamed. I did yield to them. Give me my robe, for I will go. And, you know, that just kind of looks down on feelings. And in Rome, back in, like, like hundreds of years ago, women were were not trusted. They were more like... They were supposed to stay in the house and do what women do, you know, like clean houses, take care of the children if they have any, and, you know, just, just take care of the house. And we're going to go into the Joy Luck Club now. I'm, I'm recording too much. <laughs> I'm going to go into Joy Luck Club. Where Lena St. Clair is like arguing with her husband and she starts crying and she she says, I start to cry, which I know Harold hates, which is her husband, by the way. It always makes him uncomfortable, angry. He thinks it's manipulative. It just kind of shows that Harold doesn't have any trust for her if he thinks that it's manipulative. And it also goes for like all the girls or every person who cries for him or to him. And you know, manipulative is like lying, deceiving one by, you know, doing some sort of action to appear in the rights. And both texts show that women aren't trusted or their actions make them not be trusted you know that's honestly kind of sad thing and to close this off we're gonna i'm just going to say that um episode three will be a much shorter episode and it'll be about um world connections and even personal connections
and this goes for books <laughs> if I didn't mention that anyways I hope you have a good day guys hi my name is Melanie and for this topic of the episode is world connections and personal connections to each text now I only have one personal connection to one of the books which is the joy of luck club when um in two kinds um Jing Mei is sort of trying to make her parents proud by gaining some sort of talent or just sort of making them them proud like it doesn't even have to be a talent but just learning something new and there's more to that and I'm trying to make my parents proud currently, so I kind of, I do relate to that. And that's the personal connection between me and the Joy Luck Club, and not to mention, the Joy Luck Club is my favorite book <laughs> now, and I love it. And some world connections to the odyssey the book thief and julius caesar um the odyssey just relates to um give me a moment to so kind of like the odyssey it's like how a few Mexican or Hispanic families are were separated, but now are being brought together thanks to um Joe Biden, thanks to him. So like families are reuniting as they were um separated by um the like the border patrol and just kind of taking parents and just leaving their kids behind and and they were being left in cages too like at the border of Mexico and that's just incredibly sad but now they're uniting with their kids and that's really good that's amazing and for Julius Caesar it kind of you know, relates to Donald Trump's impeachment. And like, so Julius Caesar and Trump are viewed as Trump, not Trump supporters, <laughs> as bad leaders or are seen as bad leaders by other people. And they, so Trump was impeached and Julius Caesar was murdered. So they were both kind of like overthrown from becoming some sort of king-like figure. <laughs> and um, for the book thief, um, it so the book thief is like on a time where the Nazis were, you know, like a thing, well, they still are a thing. Um, where there was like a genocide going on in um you know in the 
So there was like a genocide going on in that era where the book was set up, where um the German the Nazis were killing the Jewish, and they didn't even do anything wrong. And currently in China, Muslims are being held, and there is currently a genocide, and that is based on like. Muslim, like in the book thief, it was like the Jewish people dying, and currently it's Muslims being detained. <clears throat> Excuse me, <laughs> and it just kind of shows how the world is on a terrible society, honestly. And another thing, um, a world connection to um, the Joy Luck Club is um, forced marriage. So when Rose Sue, give me a moment too. So when Rose Sue Jordan was the red, my bad. It's Lindo Jong. She was. She was placed in marriage, and like as a child, and it's forced marriage basically. And forced marriage does happen in other countries like Sierra Leone and and um India. It happens, and they barely know the person they're gonna marry. So they just kind of have to warm up to each other along the way. Each episode is six minutes long. <laughs> well, this is the end of this episode. And I, this is the last episode, actually. So I hope you have a great day. And this is the end of my textual analysis podcast. <laughs> Bye.